Yo guys, welcome to another episode of the Gamers World Podcast. I am joined by the good old Brad Renolf. I'm Justin Razors. We also got a special guest today. Uh, if he wants to introduce himself, I'll let him do it. His name is AJ Zero. Hey, how's it going everyone? Uh, it's uh, an honor to be here. I've been pastoring uh, Justin Ragers here to get on one of his podcasts for a while now, and you, here I am. You don't understand how long he's been pa- pastoring me. It's been a little... About two weeks. Yes. About three weeks. About three weeks. Yes, it's been it's been a hot minute. Let's go, let's go with that. All right, guys. So, yes, I got to send this notification out here, but uh, let's start by telling how our days went today. So, what did you all do today? I did school. That's literally what I did. It's... Not interesting, but what'd you all do? Well, I worked all day because uh, I'm not a bum like you guys, but a bum. Whatever. Well, well, yeah, like like Justin, you. like Justin and Brad, not the followers, Justin and Brad. Uh, let me says the guy who just sits on his butt and bounces over humps all days. <laughs> you wish, you wish. That's all you do is sit in a box. On your butt. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So what made your day so uh, fantastically better than mine then, Brad? Nothing. I worked. That's what I thought. So the question of the day or the podcast topic is subscription gaming the way of the future. Uh, I mean, if you guys want to start out or I can kind of give my opinion. I mean, I have the Xbox Game Pass. I really do like it. I enjoy it because I can do it between each the PC uh, Xbox, like switch in between the two. So I believe it's a pretty nice thing. The only thing I said the downside I feel is, of course, they get rid of the games eventually and you can't keep them, so you'll have to end up buying them anyways. That's the one downfall that I find, but I mean, I see since subscriptions are kind of the hot new thing that, yeah, I feel like that is going to be it's, the future of it. It's not with all, though. Not all of the subscription gaming services cycle the games out like the the xbox game pass some of them keep the games there like i believe the nintendo switch version keeps the games they don't cycle the games out but they're also older games you're not going to get even a two-year-old game on it i don't think it's going to be i don't think it can be developed much more than it already has uh people are still going to need to buy games i think the only way it can develop further is to be able to stream the games, to be able to play the games without downloading them. I don't think it's it can really right. develop much further than it already has. What about you, Brad? What uh, Brad Renolf, What do you think uh, of this? I don't know. If it, if it were to take off, the point would have to be it'd have to be something similar to like what Xbox Game Pass has, where they have multiple game titles from different from different companies. If you, because I mean, you have EA Play which is the new rebranding. And then you have, what is it like? You have Ubisoft's own version. So you're all, when you sign up for those subscriptions, you're limited to what they have to offer for their line. So it'd have to be something that is more diverse and is able to have multiple titles from different franchises. So that's just more similar, think. more similar to the game pass. Something yes, that exactly that, that stretches a broad spectrum of games rather than just being EA games or Ubisoft games. PlayStation's the same way. They have a variety of games. They have less than the Xbox Game Pass, and they also have less uh, compatibility with PC. 
but I don't think it's going to develop too much too much further than to where it has. And uh, people don't want to pay for multiple streaming services. How much is Game Pass? Nine dollars a month if you're just on PC. If you're on the Xbox, it's nine. If you are just doing PC Game Pass, it's like four like ninety nine or four or five bucks. It's really not. And terrible. then the ultimate. Ultimate, the ultimate is fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's fourteen ninety nine. Yep. Yeah. So. But though you get more than just that when you buy the fourteen ninety nine one, you get the you get the PC Game Pass for Xbox, and then you get the Xbox One Game Pass, and then you also get Xbox Live Gold on top of it. You do get the gold. So you yep. get three subscriptions yep. in one. Yep. And live, live in and of itself, if you're paying monthly, is nine ninety nine. Yeah. So you essentially you're kind both. of cutting yourself a deal depending on how often you really use it. And. Another aspect of it being the future, I don't think it's going to, because there's different type of gamers. Some some gamers like to play a bunch of different games. Yeah, I mean, still, I mean. I don't know. Like, the, the cool thing about it, though, why it could still... It could still increase more, I think, is because of the fact that it has the more diversity of games where, like, you'd see a game on there that normally you probably wouldn't even touch, and because it's mm-hmm. free and you're bored, and you're yep. like, oh, well, I want to try it out. And then it just, and it could be something that's really fantastic, and then you kind of branch out from there. So, like, it, it ha- definitely has potential, I'd say, but it really depends on the person, like, really taking off with it, which is for anything, but. You know, it definitely has potential, I feel. I agree. I feel like it helps gamers that are more specific in the types of games they play. I think it helps them branch out. Because if you only like playing first-person sword and shield, you know, hack and slash games, you're gonna you're not going to see a game out there pay even $25, $30 for it. But if you have Game Pass, you're like, oh, this kind of looks cool. I wouldn't pay for it, but, you know, I'll give it a shot you find out you actually really like it. I think it'll help gamers branch out into other types of gaming. I, I definitely think it'll help out there. But I don't think they can make it any better at doing that than it already does. Yeah, and I mean, if you take this in consideration, I mean, money aspect of things, I mean, if they would all switch to, like, subscription-based, don't you think they'd kind of be losing money in a way? Because I don't know, you know how much it costs to make a game. It's, like, millions to make a game. So, I mean... Just- depends i think it depends on how much people are actually utilizing that service because i mean i've had game pass for a few months and i've only played a few games on it so you know i'm paying i pay 15 dollars a month because i get my gold with it and for some reason i pay for the pc too even though i don't have a pc but i've only played a few games on there but it's really nice so like the most recent example was dead by daylight i find out that you guys are playing dead by daylight and it's like, oh, well, it's on Game Pass. I'll just, boom, I'll just download it quick. I don't have to pay for the game. Even if I hate the game, I can just uninstall it. Until they, and I think it, until they take it until off. They re- and then you're going to probably pay for it, aren't you? <laughs> Cause, eh, maybe. maybe. It, it is kind of addicting. It is kind of addicting. Uh, do you guys know what There's... the cycle rate is for it? Or do they cycle all the games? They don't cycle all the games at once. They just kind I of, think they, they every cycle now and again, certain they take games per month, like whatever's mm. been there longest, depending on how many 
people they have actually had download it in that month and how popular it is and that's how i think they go about their cycle but i know they switch them out switch out a couple games every month at least for the game pass and now we're sticking now we're kind of sticking to the game pass yeah we're, we're talking a lot about the game pass mm-hmm. and then there's uh what i think that they need to do with all the subscription services uh to progress them is what playstation's doing they're doing the playstation now where you can not have to download the game and just play it based on your internet connection as long as you have a decent internet connection enough to play a multiplayer game you'll have enough internet connection to play this game with your friends without having to download the game and wait an hour or two hours for the game to download you just hop on oh this is what we're playing today boom I don't know. I, I think it's great on paper, but, you know, like, example, like, was it, depending on what's going on in the world and stuff like that, and everyone starting to be on this band with speed. So, I don't know. It's a cool thing on paper, though. Right now, I think it's kind of a problem, but with the advances in technology and the advances that we're trying to make to increase the internet speed, I think in a couple of years streaming a game like dead by daylight or even like call of duty or something like a multiplayer game actually streaming the game playing it multiplayer without downloading the game i don't think that's gonna did it did we just lose aj i think we did we just lost aj <laughs> well that's technical difficulties oh. Oh, oh there he is he's back guys. oh oh my bad i i wiggled my um head jack out <laughs> where did i leave off now that's you were, you're, I don't know, you were in the middle of a rant, so it's really hard to say, hey, this is where you left <laughs> off, okay. but you were in the middle of a rant. So What I, I was saying is that um, with the increases in internet speed that are coming up within the next couple of years, I don't think being able to stream even a high-end multiplayer game, not downloading the game, only playing the game with um, you know your internet connectivity, I don't think that's going to be a problem in a couple of years' time. I don't know. Regardless it, it, of whether well, you it, live in the city or out in the country. I don't, it, it doesn't just have to do with the internet connection, though, too. There's, like, other softwares and stuff like that. Like, one thing to kind of dance around is, uh, if you've ever heard of the problem with, like, IPv version 4 being kind of cluttered and band-aid, which is basically, like, an IP address for your computer to be able to access the internet through your, through your service. Well, most of them now are trying to swap over to IPv version 6, which allows you to have more address, like IP addresses and able to give you an IP address instead of technically having one, like a private one on your network and then getting one from your IP service provider. And that definitely has like problems with connectivity issue as well. So I'm not, I'm not the networking and the tech guy here, definitely. So what you're saying is that, that Upgrades in Wi-Fi and internet connectivity aren't going to be the only factor in being able to stream a game uh, at a better quality. I mean, okay. you still got to take right. acceleration, though. Sense. Like, because so, when you say internet's going to be so great, like it, it, it kind of bites me because, like I said, my mother is still living with 1.5 megabits of download speed, and she has she lives in the like, country. Yeah, so I mean, you can't really say. I mean, that's not going to be the best option for somebody. I mean, yeah, if they're downloading it, you can still play it. So, but if you have to use your internet to stream it. That's going to be and, a big that's issue. An, that's that's the thing. But, but that's that's an option, though. If, if if you don't have the best internet, then yeah, you can download it. You're not going to get the great greatest download speed, but you can download the game and play it. 
But for people that do have better internet speed, they can just hop on and play without a problem. And again, I don't think even people out in the country are going to have a problem with internet within the next couple of years. With the Starlink program going up, which I won't go into too much, I don't think people are gonna, anybody anywhere is going to have much of a problem with internet connectivity. Oh, that's only if it lives up to its reputation. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But the way they make it sound... And when did 4G come out? When did the 4G... You know, 4G's been out for freaking for ages. While now. It's now. been out for ages, yeah. 4G's been out. Years? It went from 4G to 4G LTE. Yeah, now it's coming to 5G, yeah. and then it's going to be probably yep. 5G LTE. You know, you know the cycles, how it goes. Okay. okay. So, yeah, well, 5G, 4G is already came out, back out 2009. Yes. Oh, oh. Okay, so it has been a while since they've really made a a large increase on internet connectivity. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There's uh there's one thing I did want to come back to. I know like uh we were talking about like subscriptions and everything. Uh but there's actually an article that just came out today saying that uh PlayStation uh, 5 is not going to have anything like the Game Pass or they're like uh, subscription services on there. I guess they're not I, I really not right away. Yeah. yeah, if you look yeah, at my maybe screen not, here, maybe not at launch. Because like I said, our pitch, as you've heard, is new games, great games. We've had had this. Uh, this is a quoting. I'm quoting somebody. Uh, conversation for we are not going to go down the road of putting new releases titles into a subscription model. These no. games cost many millions of dollars, over 100 million to develop. We just don't see that as uh, sustainable. So we want to make that was... bigger and better, and hopefully at some stage more persistent so putting those into a subscription model on day one for us just doesn't make any sense for us. so yeah no like so they're, that, they're kind that, of ripping on the xbox the, thing that was the yeah they were but that was the key word in there new released games they don't plan on putting new released games onto their subscription service they still plan on having a subscription gaming service but they don't plan on putting newly released games on it immediately it's it, and I understand that you a brand new game comes out. It costs a lot of money to produce that game and to give it to someone because they already have, you know, a monthly a low paid monthly subscription is, you know, it doesn't make sense for them. Yeah, it's that's true. Uh, but I think I mean we've been talking about fifteen minutes. We could probably see if there's any kind of questions in the chat right now. See if anybody's uh, got any. While you're going over the, while you're looking yeah. at the questions, one other thing that um, I don't think the gaming subscriptions are good for is the gamers that like to play MMOs. If you're playing like Elder Scrolls Online, the only real way to play that game is with a subscription to the game. I'm not gonna pay a gaming subscription to play an online game where I have to pay another subscription just to enjoy that game to its fullest. I don't think it would even be an MMO would be even offered through the subscription service anyways. Like some of them are, um, but not the whole, the whole package with them. I think Elder Scrolls online is on game pass. Yeah. The Elder Scrolls online is on game pass. Yeah. But not, not ESO plus ESO plus is basically like, you know, your runescape membership, how that was. I'm not going to like, I'm just going to buy the game. And that's why my point with that is, is gaming subscription going to be the future? I don't quite think, though. I, I think it's going to be more popular and more used and refined, but I don't think it's going to be the only way gaming goes in the future. 
I don't know. To be honest, I feel like the first thing that would probably go is you'd probably start stop seeing discs, and more. It would go more to a digital download. I'm alright with that. <laughs> I'm alright with that anyway. All right. So another article is talking about how uh, gaming streaming is going to be the future, but it's going to isolate more players. What do you guys feel about that? If it's going to isolate people. Other than internet connectivity, I don't think it's really going to isolate a lot of people. Um, the only way that I can think of is adult gamers can afford for something like Game Pass. Let's just say Game Pass again. They can afford $10 a month for the Game Pass. I know when I was a kid, there was no way in hell my mom was going to give me $10 a month for any sort of subscription. I mean, I had to beg on my knees just to get a game that was you know, six months old, there was no way she was going to pay a monthly subscription so that I could access a large library of games. And I think that would be a problem for the younger younger kids that don't have the money for these subscriptions. They're still going to have to get the game singly because their parents aren't going to want to spend 10 to $15 every month. Yeah, then especially, like, I mean, I know, like I said, and then if everybody goes to the subscription model, I mean, to play an EA game, you'd have to subscribe to their thing. To play an Ubisoft yep. game, subscribe to them. I mean, it, it adds up, and it's just like... Yes, it does. It has unless, to... you're, unless you're doing a lot of gaming, and you're playing a lot of different games, and, you're, and you have a steady job or enough money where you can afford to have multiple... Multiple... Uh, subscriptions to different gamings i don't think it's really people are still going to buy games that are new they're going to buy the game singly so that they can play them with friends yeah and i mean like i said i don't know like i said i mean it's already like i said all going digitally download i feel like that's just becoming a thing now like i said it's going to be very difficult because i mean look at companies that rely on like the physical games even just having a download card in their thing like gamestop that's what they're all about it's having the ability to actually sell games. So, I mean, that would really hurt some businesses like GameStop and all that. Even the pre are you, are you saying? Are you saying physical, like having physical copies physical of games Physical copies, is hurt or even like getting some, rid of them. Some people have like the scratch off card code things that you can for downloading. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think uh, stores like GameStop make a whole lot of money off of those, though. I mean, I would think they have some kind of money. Uh, because if you pay, if you if you go to GameStop, and you get a you get a receipt at GameStop, you can have any amount you want. I used to run a guild on Elder Scrolls, and I would do giveaways, and it would be like an odd number. And I'd go into GameStop, and they would give me a receipt with a code number on it that I would give to whoever won, and they would put it in their Xbox. They got that exact number. You're not paying any extra tax to GameStop. You're not paying you're any extra talk, money. You're talking about gift cards solely. That's what he's talking about, scratch off No, there's scratch-off cards, like, so there's, they still do it. You see it in different stores, such as GameStop, Target, Walmart, where, wherever you go, that sell, sells video games and stuff like that. They have full full games available as a digital download, but you buy it, buy the oh, card. yeah. And then yeah. you're essentially paying for the game right then and there and supporting whatever store. You just didn't want to buy it online or whatever mm -hmm. through the console. Yeah. Yeah, but what money does that give the store? If you it go does. to buy, you're you're buying, you're still buying $60. a sixty dollar game, and if anything, they're making more money on it because they're only paying 
like X amount of dollars for the card because they're buying a card. The setback with the card is what really sucks later on for stores is when a game drops in price, those cards that they had, they don't go down in price. They stay at that price. So if the game is $60 and you can buy a hard copy or, or an online digital download for 30 bucks, they're kind of shit out of luck and they don't pay that much money on for those digital car or like not digital, but those whatever card or freaking gift card type type style, whatever they're made out of. For little, those, they, little they, plastic they, cards. Yeah, the, the little plastic cards. On the back. Yes. Here. But anyways, like they get prorated for the amount that they sell and then essentially they just go away. So they don't pay, they pay less for those cards than they do the physical copy of the game. Now, you're, you're also the business guy. So if I'm buying, let's say a brand new game comes out, they have it digitally downloadable on the uh, Xbox store for $60. You go into, the, into Walmart, per, per se, and they have the card. For sixty dollars. So if you buy it online, Microsoft is getting that extra money, and if you buy it at the store, Walmart's getting that extra money. Either way, you're paying the same amount. Yeah, but uh, I, I merely was saying it just because. So let's just say, like, if you're a loyalist to, let's say, uh, let's say you have a small town game store or whatever, right? And they have I don't the think option. Exist of, anymore. They do. They definitely they exist, do. though. They yeah, they do. They definitely still exist. That makes me happy. But anyways, my point being, let's say that you go to this one, and, you know, they've been around for quite some time. They've had a foothold. They've established themselves. Not saying that other gaming, uh, you know, stores can't do this or anything like that. But, you know, let's say you always go back to that place, and you're like, hey, I want, you know, I, I'm a loyalist. I want to support this place because I love it here, and I want you to stay in business. They just the the ability to do it now i'm not saying I would. that you're going that a lot of people are going to do that because no the, they're not. the point being that if you know one of the big things about a digital download especially if you've been waiting for a game that's been coming out that's going to come out soon and you have the option to pre-order it i don't know if it's the same way with the playstation i believe it is uh, i think it's the same way with nintendo as well but you can pre-order the game on the console through their through the the marketplace there and you can install the game you just can't play it until the release date so it's like why well, you know that's a, a big thing to not go buy the the game at some store because now you're gonna go okay you gotta wait till the store opens go buy it oh great now i gotta wait you know x amount of hours before i can play this game because i have to wait for it to download and do all the updates I, so there's like two sides to every coin with it but you know. yeah you're not you're not wrong there now, if um, if there was a small time game store around me, I would I would even wait the extra day if I had to for download time and like instead of pre-ordering it just to just to support the small business. But I think we're getting way off topic to where would gaming subscriptions segregate and isolate gamers. <laughs> we are. I had something to add on to there because, like I said, I mean from a personal perspective, because I mean like I I work at Staples, it's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, let's just say, like, make a comparison with printers. If we sell, like, an EcoTank printer, it's an Epson printer. Uh, Epson gives us an extra $60 for selling an Epson printer in their store. So who doesn't know? So it's like, who knows similar. Similar that, hey, you sold this game in your store. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you this extra amount of money because you sold it in that store. That's probably yep. what some of that GameStop has. Hence why there's 
you say they don't make money, but all they do is sell games. Well, they're switching. No, I don't now. think. That, I don't think that's going to be good for you know GameStop and and any sort of game store for it because it's just a lot easier. Like, why would I drive to GameStop and buy this card or even buy a disc when I have internet and I can just go to the store and buy it right there for the same price? Uh, but no, like I said, I, I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to segregate too much. That's just my personal opinion on it. I think internet connectivity until and if, if and when it actually increases where everybody, no matter where you live in the city or in the country, can get an equal opportunity at internet. Other than that, I think that would be the only real Oops. isolation that gamers are going to get. Uh, I I don't know. Like I said, I've been dealing with that ever since I was uh, since 2012. Like, hey, maybe they're going to upgrade the internet this year. Hey, they're going to upgrade the internet this year. They just never do. And that's the thing. Seems like for some reason that is the hardest thing for them to do is actually get good internet out in, you know, the boondocks as they would say. <laughs> and that could um, that could cause isolation in gamers. I know. And like I said before, the, the most recent example is Dead by Daylight. I had to sit and wait for it to, to download for 45 minutes to an hour because you guys never like to let me know. Like, hey, yeah, after work, we're going to be playing this game. It's a multiplayer game. Let's not tell AJ. <laughs> hey, man. Do you I, see the problem in that? Oh, no, man. I, I don't see any problem with that one. I mean, you should have <laughs> read our mind or something. That, hey, we were playing this game. Get on it, dude. But it would have been really nice to just come home, hit the game, and then just stream it with my internet connectivity and play it. That, yeah, that would in an been, ideal that would world, cool. that would definitely be great. But you know, See, and that's gonna work like an ideal world. And I think gamers are already isolated due to internet connectivity. A lot of people like playing those multiplayer games, like Call of Duty and stuff. And if you live out in the country and you buy this game, you're just not going to be able to play it to the full extent when you're lagging all the time. See, like I said, I, one thing like I said I'm going to find that issue with is like if we had to do it like, oh, based off your internet, then you could play a game. What about the live streamers, guys? The guys that live stream for a living that needs their internet to be like perfect just for them to re-broadcast uh, their stream to another platform. I mean, it's still like that's going to take a hindering on that as well then. So it's just like, eh, but again. Yeah, if, if you're live streaming and you're playing a multiplayer game, and you're doing something like the PlayStation Now, and you have where other you're people just playing on the, the game off off the internet. That's gonna be they're gonna have to increase the internet for that kind of thing to work out well. Because we all need to have a gig. A lot of stuff. We need to have a gig. Everybody needs a gig. Fiber everywhere. That's what I say. Ragers 2020. Nope. Fiber everywhere. <laughs> Star. I think. Elon Musk is going to make the Starlink program happen within the next few years. They're shooting up 20 satellites every month. And eventually, you're going to have high-quality internet everywhere in the world. Yeah. I think so. It still concerns me about, like, cloud coverage cloud and stuff coming. like that, if it's able to, like, pierce through it and stuff like that. Well, I mean, take into consideration and, and dish, dish right now. Like, I mean, there's not nearly as bad. I mean, of course, you still get the really bad storms. Then, yes, it's going to be a little crappy. Still, but I mean, Satellite they upgraded TV a lot. Is... They came, they came, they upgraded a lot since they first came out. They did, but satellite TV really hasn't, really hasn't gone far as far as, it's not as popular as it was when it first oh. came out. Yeah, there's two if, When it first came out, you could be out in the country 
and have your satellite TV and watch, you know, what everybody else is watching. But now it's, and I haven't lived in the country for a very long time, so I guess I'm a little out of date on uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's crap. For internet speed, yeah, definitely internet. For internet, satellite TV. I can tell you they made some upgrades. My mom lives out in the country still. She has satellite TV still. She's she's and old, that... <laughs> and yeah, it, I mean it came a long ways. I mean there's the middle of storms that she's not cutting out now. So I mean, they have. And that all it. comes down to that, that comes down to upgrading the dishes that they're using, and the satellites. Like you throw a satellite up into space, it costs millions of dollars. Oh, they're yeah. not going to update it every year. No, no, no. And so now. 10 years later, that satellite is way out of date compared to other non-satellite, you know, devices that you can get. But the satellites that they're able to produce and send up into space now are way better than they were when Dish and DirecTV first came out. Yeah, that's, that's definitely... Uh... The, the problem with technology, though, like, you know, talking about the satellites and, like, how they upgrade through the years, you know... It when you when you first and they come out with something better, and within a span of like maybe a couple months, it could be an outdated technology. Not maybe not a satellite, but that's just kind of the way technology is moving, and it moves way too fast. Yeah, and that's all depending on what happens. If you're a company that develops a type of technology, and then all of a sudden another company develops the same type of technology but way better. Well, your technology just got all that money you spent just basically disappeared because they just another company created something way better. It's it's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money involved. But our whole world revolves around internet now. And I think that's something that is going to be constantly being upgraded. That's, that's what you think. I've, I've been hoping that for the last, like, five years since I've world's been revolving around internet and hasn't happened. So, I mean, like I said, I'm hopeful that the satellite internet will be a good thing because, like I said, people in the country deserve to have some actual speed internet, especially with working from home a big thing now as well. That's definitely a need. So, I mean, of course. So, other than that, before we – sorry, before we end this segment here – so what other, I want to hear from other people. I, I'm curious to know on how people would think that um, gaming subscriptions would isolate certain gamers. Uh, other, than, other than internet and price of the games and the subscriptions, what other ways is it really going to isolate gamers? Uh, it depends, like I said. I mean, with these subscriptions, like depending if they have like, I mean... If you take, like, cross-platform being a big thing, I don't... I mean, who knows if they would continue with cross-platform with subscription-based things. It's kind of hard to tell. They're going to have to. If they yeah. if they start venturing out into more cross-platform stuff, they're going to have to start developing more cross-platform gaming subscriptions. I want to be able to pay for one gaming subscription that covers most of my grounds and not have to and be able to play on pc and xbox or if i have a playstation i want to be able to play the game that i bought on the xbox or pc on that playstation as well nintendo is kind of uh, its own thing so i won't i won't uh, be too hopeful hey 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 let's not hey, talk nintendo, about nintendo huh 
No, I, I love it. Uh, in like cross-platform gaming than most, besides the PC world. You want to know who's the biggest stickler about it right now? About the cross-platform thing? PS4. PlayStation. They're being oh, the biggest dickheads about it. <laughs> yeah. like, That's what I hear. That That is what I hear. They're the ones that don't want to do the cross you know, join with mm -hmm. these other companies. Yeah, they don't want to be like, hey, no, you know, you buy my game over here, you play it over on, here. On you our servers, on our servers that we pay a lot of money for, you run on our servers. That's how that's how they are right now. Oh, it's also, just leads... Go ahead. I was just going to say that just leads to the whole the whole point of like, you know, what you were saying before or zero is that, you know, you want to be able to pay for one subscription to be able to play multiple different games. And it's just I just don't see it happening because there's too many partnership Not, partnership agreements that yep. has to happen. And everybody wants, you know, yep. to have their lump of gold in a business, bag. business, business. I, I don't yep. see that. I, yeah, I, I don't see that in the near future. But for gaming subscriptions to really be the future which is what this whole podcast is about i think they have to do more things like that and for it to become the future they have to be able to do that and one more thing like i said it kind of takes it off netflix a little bit they have their own exclusives meaning that like i say they would have to add some more exclusives like the only way you're going to get this game is by subscribing I mean, even if it's just like a indie game, you know, some indie games just become huge successes. Like look at Fall Guys, for example. They didn't. That was just a party game. They didn't expect that thing to be. I've read huge. a lot of. I've read a lot of people saying how these gaming subscriptions are going to become like the forerunners, the the Netflixes of gaming. But gaming is different. You know, you can watch a movie on Netflix. And not want to watch it for another year. And the movie only takes you an hour and a half. You play a game. You might spend a month on that game. At least. And still want to play it more. It's not like a movie. Where you can just watch it and be done with it. Or a TV show where you binge watch it and be done with it. A, a game. Is more time consuming. Fair enough. I mean. I, got anything else you really want to add to this kind of section? Or do we... The, the last bit, and it kind of goes back into uh, gaming subscriptions. Rather than gaming subscriptions, I'd like to see them do more game bundles, like the Master Chief Collection. I'd like to see the Elder Scrolls Collection, where they have Daggerfall, Oblivion, Morrowind, Skyrim, all that, in one game. That would be hard to do. I'd like to, to see do, more stuff like that. I really just, they're massive. You know, it'd be cool for them to do it, but I am so against it just because of the fact if you look at the Master Chief collection. Oh, that has so many bugs, dude. So many bugs when it came out. It was bad. I'm sorry. Like like any game, it's gotta be updated. Yeah, it's but even with updates, they still haven't all fixed the it. They've made yeah, it a lot better, I'll give it that, but it you know, they still have a lot to go. You know, I'd like to see the Dragon Age collection. Where it has all the Dragon Ages in one bundle. I'd like to see the Mass Effect collection, where it has all the Mass Effects in one bundle. I'd like to see more stuff like that. But I'm more of a specific gamer, rather than having Game Pass and playing 20 different games a month. But that's all I have to say about that. This is just going over the best gaming subscription services uh, to get you through the lockdown. So we're just going to go over... 
the list. We're going to go over this guy's list, uh, or he's ranked them. He goes with number one being the no. Xbox Ultimate. Yeah, what were we going to say? No, this, this whole, this whole uh, podcast, we've kind of been basing as the control example of all of our discussions around the Xbox. So this segment will allow us to talk about the other subscriptions yeah. and the benefit the pros and cons of each subscription rather than basing everything around the game pass because we're all xbox guys and we tend to do that yeah we, we, yeah we are uh i mean i own a ps4 i just don't use it when was the last time you fired that ps4 up buddy yesterday actually to charge <laughs> the controller did it blow like a pound of dust out no it held strong of course i didn't plug the hdmi cable into the tv i just turned it on to charge the controller all right and i'm like i said i'm gonna read through like he doesn't give really long descriptions so i can just kind of read through uh like the bottom paragraph to kind of give you a description of what the service does so we're gonna start with his number one which is the xbox ultimate uh it gives you access to everything in the game library up to four free games a month so that's the xbox is gold because you do get gold with that and multiplayer functionality, you also get a bunch of other perks, such as uh, free gear and like Sea of Thieves, so like give you like special skins, uh, discount. All right, hold the thing. phone. Hold, hold the phone. Hold the phone here. You get four free games a month. Yeah. Yeah. Is I didn't that realize two that. on console, two on console, two and on two on PC? Something like that. I something like that. Yeah. Because I know you get two on console, but I don't know of anything being more than that. I know how they, they add might on PC. The I just so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's two free games on PC and two free games on Xbox. Which in that case, Brad, you definitely need to be collecting on your free games on the PC. I didn't know that was a thing. I don't even know how to collect it. I wouldn't either. So I would have to figure that out myself. There. Yeah. All right. Um, carry on. Yeah. Uh. Sorry, now where the hell was I? Uh, discounts on everything in the Microsoft Store, plus you get access to every Xbox Game Studio game the day it's released. Xbox games can be played on a PC, and you can use the description there as well, so on the Xbox. But also now we have to add into this because articles made uh, prior to the Xbox Cloud. You can also do mobile gaming as well with this. It says it right there in the article. Whatever platform you game on, be it console, PC, or even mobile. Does not does it really? Am I blind? Oh, wait, no, never mind. I, I, never mind. I'm reading the I'm reading the the whole description of right. subscription gaming. Never oh, mind. I just figured it out, by the way. <laughs> I'm gonna have to show me after this podcast, Brad, because I'm gonna I'm gonna collect on my free games too. <laughs> I don't know if it actually collects on it though. All right. No, hold on. I'm figuring it out. Keep going. So we're gonna. You want me to keep continuing with that, but because we did talk about Xbox a lot, I don't know if you got any opinions on what that offers. It's up in the air for you guys. So if you have any questions about, as we're talking about these different uh, subscriptions, if you have any questions that we haven't went over, let us know, and we're we're here right now so we can answer those questions. Yeah. So. Yeah, like I said, if you've got any questions about what co the topic we're covering, uh, make sure you ask the questions. And like I said, we like to talk about gaming, so feel free to let us know. Uh, so we're going to go over PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. Uh, we'll do with PlayStation Now. Uh, PlayStation Now is official streaming library. You get access to over 800 games and the ability to play them on your PlayStation or PC. New games are added all the 
time, and there are and that was very new. Some ex- that, that was very that was very new with the the PlayStation Now being able to play those games on PC. That, and that was a big thing for Microsoft was that your game cap your Game Pass could be played on PC and Xbox. Yeah, no, that's definitely like I said. I I'm an Xbox guy. I'm guilty of it. I was always I've been an Xbox guy forever now. That's pretty awesome, though. The PlayStation Now, I'll give it credit. Like, I mean, playing God of War on your PC, I'm like, I might just be like, all right, let me just try that. Unless, like they said earlier, they don't put the big games on there. Yeah, and that's a a big thing that, you know, the Game Pass has over a lot of them. But, and I understand why other streaming services don't do it, but it's a nice thing that Xbox and Microsoft does for us. Uh, yeah, so then, let's see where I left off. New games are added all the time, and there are some excellent choices. The service offers a 7-day free trial and will then cost you $9.99 a month. A lot of games are only available until a given date, so be aware of that when you start playing something. Alright, then they also... Uh, Oh, you want to go on, yeah. um... That is one thing that I wish that all of the gaming uh, subscriptions would add that wouldn't really cost them any money to do is if I'm going to go on to game pass, I'll go back there again and I'm going to download a game that I'm like, eh, I'll give it a try. I got the game pass. I want the game pass to tell me how long that game is going to be on the game pass. I want to know if it's even worth playing or if it's going to be gone the next day. And you know, that's it. I want them to tell me when the games are going to be off the subscription. Okay, yeah, for sure. So, uh, and then now we're going to go on to... Crap, I lost the article. Here we go. Oh, yep, lost it. Here we go. PlayStation Plus, which is a completely different thing, uh, offers a 14-day free trial and costs you 9 a month as well. There are options to pay for three months or a year at a time as well for your subscription fees. You get two free games a month. This month's are... Well, this is, of course, not the case now. These are yours for as long as you have a subscription. You also get discounts in the PlayStation Store and occasional perks like a new Fortnite skin. Uh, PlayStation Plus comes with an extra cloud storage, multiplayer functionality, and share play. A way of playing games with your friends, even if they don't own the game. I. That's kind of cool. I, That's kind of cool. I really don't see that one as being cool. Literally, that's the, they give you Xbox. That's literally. Well, I mean, this is Xbox Gold, pretty much. That's what this is. PlayStation Plus is pretty much Xbox Gold. You're sharing because you get that with the You're Xbox able- too. I'm just saying. So I mean, it's yeah, it's the same exact thing as Xbox Live. <laughs> On a completely off topic, I did figure it out how to do it, and also I stumbled off us into something pretty interesting on the Microsoft Store. There's a thing called Halo 5 Forge Bundle, and it's free. Something where you're able to actually use Halo 5's Forge World and make the maps. Without playing the game. You no, know, you play the game. You can only play the Forge version of it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the, the map creation and the Forge version of Which uh, you can port over. You can port those maps over and, you know, make essentially make them on the computer. And then you can port it over to console. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, but now, like I said, the one thing I said that doesn't really get to me that it says you only keep the game as long as you have a subscription. That's kind of a negative to me. Like I said, I'm used to 
course, I'm being a little negative and a little biased. Xbox guy. We keep the games even if we run out of gold. The ones that they gave us for free when we had it, we keep those. We don't lose them. So, I mean, that's... It's all right. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. It's just all right. You got anything to add about that, Brad, to the PlayStation section here, or... No? Not a whole lot, to be honest. Yeah, it, it kind of sounds like a watered-down version of the Game Pass, to be honest. And that, <laughs> and I'm sure plenty of people will disagree with me, but I'm an Xbox guy, and it just sounds like kind of like the Game Pass, but not quite as good. So the real question and, is, which one came out first? Did the Game Pass come out first, or did the PlayStation you, come out first? How about you use your uh, Googling research there, Brad, to let us know? I, I just... I believe the Game Pass came out later, and has uh, they just released in April that they just hit 10 million subscribers to the Xbox Game Pass. PlayStation released earlier this year that they just hit their 1 million subscriber. And I believe the PlayStation has been out for, uh, the PlayStation Plus has been out for about four more years than the Xbox uh, Game Pass. Well, I mean, you'd have to look at their now to the Game Pass. Because, I mean, what PlayStation Plus was, and I hate to say it, is literally what they did with PlayStation Plus is like, wow, Xbox is making money off people being able to play online. That's what PlayStation Plus is. So they're like, well, let's charge for our online access now. That's what the PlayStation Plus is. The PlayStation Now is based more off of the Game Pass and the features that the Game Pass has. So that's that's where we don't want to get confused because PlayStation Plus is just Xbox Live Gold, pretty much. So thanks, Xbox. Right. Thanks, Xbox. But, PlayStation, but with PlayStation Plus, you get a... Don't you get a library of games to no, play like the game nope. has? No. Nope. Oh. That's why I said so last year you pay for three that, months. Yeah, PS4 Plus, Plus is to be able to play, was it, to be able to play online with other players. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, like no, sorry, to be able to play online with friends. And then you get, like, what is it, one or two free games a month. And then, what is it, uh, the actual thing that you're talking about, like the Game Pass is an additional subscription. Yes. Which is no different than if you were going to pay for Xbox Live Gold. Yes. It's yes. just the fact that if you're paying for the ultimate Game Pass, you're getting Xbox Gold in there. So yeah. that's the only difference. Yep. And like I said, you can say thanks to the Xbox for that one. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go on to the third one. It's going to be, which I never even heard of until uh, I did some research for this podcast. Uh, number three, Nintendo Switch Online. That's not number three. What are you talking about? Yeah, yes, it number is. Number three is Nintendo uh, Switch. No, number three is EA Access. What the hell are you looking at? Well, I'm looking at this list. Look at my same screen. link I sent you. Well, you're I'm link, not looking at your screen. Your, your link, at is well. link, you. link is well. Anyways, <laughs> you guys can fight later. I got yeah. your dates for you. Nintendo PlayStation Switch Now was thing. released, it uh, looks like July 31st, 2014 on P... Uh, on P... Or no. Yes. July 31st, 2014 was when it first released because it started on the PS3. Oh, man, you yeah, me I remember that. And then the Xbox launched their Game Pass June 1st, 2017. Oh, I think you... Yeah, because I got one link from you. And that's it, dude. So, And that's the one that I got yeah. from your Facebook. <clears throat> so, whatever. We're just going to go oh, with this. Oh, sorry. Place. No, PS4 was July 31st. And then on on PS3 September 18th of 2014, both 2014. But now, uh, if you want to resend me that link, you can. We can go over those two. But right now, we're going to go over this list. So, 
So number three right, is we'll, we'll, Nintendo Switch Online. I'm going to read it. Uh, let's see. Essential for multiplayer functionality. Nintendo Switch Online is the best option if you're low on cash. You can get a yearly family subscription for only $34.99. That will support eight Nintendo accounts. If you split that with oh, wow. seven friends, that's only $4.37 a year. If you're buying a or personal subscription, you can purchase monthly, three-month, or yearly at $399, $79, or $19.99, respectively. With uh, Nintendo Switch Online, you get multiplayer functionality and access to the library of NES and Super or SNES, which is Super Nintendo. Uh, there are currently more than 60 games, but they seem to add more regularly. You can also back up your save files to the cloud and get discounts and offers in the store. Uh, there is also a smartphone app giving you access to voice chat while gaming. Great for life under lockdown, as they would say. That is actually pretty cool. That one, I'll give them credit. I mean, I've said that for all the PlayStation Now one, too. But, I mean, this gives you online play. But it also gives you, like, cloud gaming and everything as well. Yeah. For the, 20 the bucks. Because you have to have the Switch online to play your mobile games, just like PlayStation Plus and Xbox Gold, yada, yada, yada. But the, the games that Nintendo gives you is, uh, they're not new games. No, they're it's, you old, know, older they're games. Old. Like, yeah, it's like Super Mario World 2 and Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, things like that, which I'm okay with personally. I mean, I love those games, and I would love to be able to access those for, you know, a small monthly fee. <laughs> I would love that. Or what do you say, like $34 a year? It, uh, well, if you're doing personal, like just for yourself, it's 20 bucks a year. So that is pretty uh, reasonable. I will have to say that Nintendo-based products, like, they keep it reasonable for the most part. Like, was it just because I'm an avid Pokemon player, they swapped it over from Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home? You, pay, I think I paid like a one-time thing of like 25 bucks for the whole year and i'm able to have multiple storage boxes for all my pokemon yeah that's, that's not bad. They're, they're, they keep their prices reasonable yeah i mean well, i feel like i feel like because it's an online subscription it's basically an online subscription but it's for the whole yep. year i feel like nintendo kind of shimmied they're, they're basically the sweden of world war ii we got playstation <laughs> and Xbox that are just constantly in competition with each other. And then you have Nintendo that's like, hey, if you like Nintendo games, come on over here. You can't find them anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, can PlayStation or PlayStation and Xbox, none of their games can say that they've had Game of the Year for how many years? Like, Nintendo has held that strong forever now. And both of them being Legend of Zelda game. Boo. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm kidding. Uh, game of the year, game of the world, I should say. Uh, like a brand knowing all this stuff about Nintendo. Mr. Nintendo fan over here. Nah, no, nah, like I said. Uh, I, Nintendo's great. Nah, I love Nintendo. No, nah, I, 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 I can't give him crap. Like I said, I, I have a Switch myself. Uh, and like I said, I'm not going to give crap about Nintendo. I mean, you can even look at their pricing. Like, based off anybody between the three console guys. I mean, Nintendo's not the one that kind of, what's the word I'm looking for here? Charges Gouge. you a crap ton for <laughs> Price playing. Yeah, it. yeah. They're more of the like, all right, I mean, we see that everybody else is doing. We see that the big guys like the Xbox PlayStation, they're charging you 60 bucks a year. I mean, 
they're gonna be like, we're not gonna do that. Like, so Nintendo is known not really for the description and all that, so they just did twenty bucks. I mean, that's really. I mean, it's Nintendo. Nintendo isn't known for being the 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 best top big guy games in recent years. Uh, back in the day, they were, but in recent years, they haven't been known for being you know the best games. But it's a different kind. You get a different kind of games when you play Nintendo, and it's just it's, something you have to it's be. It's more. I, Party. I would say party games, but it's more like bringing people together for like a group kind of games, like an actual like physical group. Because I mean, you play I think Smash it gets Bros. A bad rap. Yeah, if you play Smash Bros, I'd love it playing with people. That's... It gets it gets the bad rap as being like more childish, and I don't think that's the case at all. But a lot of people think that way. Like, oh, I got an Xbox, I got a PlayStation. Okay, whatever. But if you have Nintendo, that's that's like the childish council to buy and i think it gets a bad rap for that i don't know well i i just to kind of support that what you were just saying is just like clearly if you haven't played bayonetta and that's a nintendo based game like <laughs> yeah just saying but that's an older that's an older nintendo based game back in the day nintendo was the forerunner of the gaming consoles and sega <laughs> Nintendo bought Sega. I know. <laughs> I mean, you had, like, the Atari, which was like, hey, cool, video games. Then you had your arcade games, your Pac-Man and stuff. And then all of a sudden, Sega and Nintendo start coming out with consoles that you can affordably buy at home. And really, after Nintendo bought Sega and before the PlayStation 1, I believe the PlayStation 1 was before the first Xbox. Once, Once that happened things started to change but before that nintendo was the forerunner i that's what started console gaming in my opinion was nintendo know, and sega you know what i feel was really cool though like it was really interesting with the nintendo story i mean this is of course getting off topic but i, I kind of have to it's funny how like uh xbox and the playstation they were going to their consoles like the first ones and then, then you see that uh nintendo stepped it up by going to mobile or like you know more portable games like the game boy game boy advance everything like that so, I mean, it seems like Nintendo's going to be, like, kind of ahead of the game a little bit. It seems like they were always just a little bit ahead of the other two, in all honesty. From, like, well, the only that. problem... Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was going to say not to mention that, you know, I, they're coming out with a brand new... Count, uh, well, brand not a brand new console. It's still going to be the Switch, but it's going to be a more... What is it? Hardware intensive. So it's supposed to be able to handle a lot higher resolution and graphics demanding games and stuff like that. The only thing that I see bad happening with, like, the Switch and your uh, handheld consoles is once the phones, and they've already gotten to the point of basically gaming phones, and once they start doing more gaming subscriptions where you can cloud game and do it right on your mobile phone with a controller, so you have your controller and then basically your phone is your screen, why even have a switch? Why pay all the money for a switch when you already have a phone well, it's and not a controller just, that's compatible? It's not just a mobile platform though either. So it depends on what version you buy because they have just the handheld version. Then they have they, the one they where have you can that. take it on the go, or you play it on your TV. But it's geared for to be able to be a regular console and a mobile, a handheld console. If they go to if they start making it available all of your games available on your phone there's no need for to buy a handheld console well, then nintendo might as well just come out with the way the world's gonna go i mean xbox is really 
Xbox, I mean, PlayStation is doing a little bit of it, but Xbox is the only one really doing it besides like Google, Google with Google Stadia <laughs> and stuff like that. But that wasn't really, it, it, you it, know, it, they kind of flopped a little bit on that. They're recovering. Well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to Google Stadia. We're, we're getting to them yet, Brad. So say what you got about Google Stadia for the Google Stadia set part because it's actually coming up here like pretty quick. But anyways, I just lost my train of thought. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do here. We just make them lose their train of thought. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, I got two more things on the list here that I got on Facebook from Mr. AJ. So I'm thinking I'm going to go into the fourth one here because we're at an hour and seven minutes already. <laughs> So I'm going to read, uh, the next one is actually called A Humble Choice. Formerly Humble Monthly. I, I didn't know what the hell this was in all honesty. Uh, I'll read it. One for the PC gamers among us. So this is for PC people. Uh, Humble Choice is a subscription service providing 10 or more free games, or PC games uh, a month. You can only have nine though. These range from big name games to quirky little indie games. You often get a game Humble's own developers have created, so their own little games they made. There are some real little games in the Humble Choice package. You also get access to The Trove, which is a library of 90 plus games and a 20% discount on a large part of the store. Humble Choice uh, almost always gives you the stream, uh, oh, sorry, Steam key for their monthly games, which you can choose to keep or gift to a friend you uh, you only get one key per game though so don't give away something you want which the indie or humble games they tend to be direct downloads to your computer uh humble choice is pricey at 21.59 a month or 194 dollars a year with uh three months free but five percent of your fees go to a nominated charity charity each month so why not use this uh, gaming subscription? So I'm going to pull that up on my screen here. Humble choice. I mean, like I said, for a PC gamer, it's it's hard to say if I, that's worth it, in my personal opinion. I mean, yeah, the nice thing is, like I said, of course, it seems like you get to play 90 games, like, I mean, at any time. But once they're removed, they're gone. But you get to keep uh, 10 or 9 games a month. That you get to keep for free. So I mean that's pretty multiplayer cool. games for PC. Things like, like that are great. But it, if you want a single player game like Fallout or Skyrim, you can just download it for free. <laughs> and every like everybody does it. So what's the point of paying for it? And I think PC kinda needs to put a stop to that. It loses them a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, I mean, I, said, I do have it on my screen here. I don't know if you all can actually see that or not. Uh, but, no, this is just kind of some of the things they were offering in August. Uh, Vampire, uh, Hello Neighbor, which is supposed to be, like, another uh, survival game. Uh, Wargrove, Call of Cthulhu, Little Big Workshop. I've heard of Call of Cthulhu. I heard Call of Cthulhu was actually good. And it has a 8.6 on IGN, so, I mean, probably. Genesis Elf 1. It looks like an alien fighting thing. Automa Chef, uh, Through the Darkness, Darkness, American Fugitive, The Coma, Various Sisters, We Were Here Together, a K 
case of destruct is uh, these are like the 10 games i have one two three yeah i can do math so yeah roughly about 10 games that you get to choose to keep so you get to keep like all of them but one that's i mean i don't know it's it would be hard to say if i'd actually get that or not like it we got another pc game what do you think bro what do you think of that it's to me it's just really hard to say what do you mean we have another pc gamer i was a pc gamer for years until brad says hey get an xbox get an xbox because you know everybody plays on Dude, xbox i, I got an xbox oh now we're switching to pc basically got that xbox on a steal so it really didn't cost you anything to become an xbox player because mm. so, i was always playstation up and even to the playstation 3 i never even owned an, an original xbox or no I, I, I never even owned an xbox 360 xbox one was the first uh, microsoft that i owned because of brad and then everybody switches to pc i don't know what you're talking about i'm still a multi-platform gamer oh, i still play on my xbox i still got that final Fantasy. yeah but Eventually you guys here. just make me want to buy a, a pc and a playstation 4 and a switch because you all suck <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I own the PlayStation 4, I own the Xbox You own one, every own updated PC, console. I just, own just the Nintendo up. Switch. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it, Brad. Not everybody can be rich like you. Well, maybe if you didn't spend your money on useless drones, you'd have, be able to afford a console. I'm trying to find their Trove library, because, I mean, if they show us the 90-plus games as well that you get access to, that'd be kind of... It's probably good that that audio got overrided by Justin's talk. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Humble troll. <laughs> one one uh, gaming subscription I'd like to throw out there that um, I'm not into the sports games or the racing games. They're just they're just not my bag. But um, the EA Access, or previously known as the Origin Access, has um, Dragon Age, Dead Space, Mass Effect Collection, and those don't get cycled out. Those stay on there, and that is for five dollars a month. Or thirty dollars. And those are some year. really great games. Yep, yep. Mass Effect, Dragon Age, Titanfall, Star Wars, Battlefront, yeah. uh, Battlefield. I wouldn't say Battlefront if they would have just stayed with what it was supposed to be. Uh, such a letdown. And then you have your your mobile gaming subscriptions, like you have the Google Play Pass. The yep. Google Play Pass includes. Um, what is it? Uh, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, Star Wars. And that's Which is still, to this day, a very popular game. It, it is. It is a very popular game still, surprisingly. Yeah. Indeed. Uh... I got nothing. I got nothing else on the subject. On the humble one? Yeah, no. I'm, no, on, I'm... The entire, on the entire subject. Oh, you're done. So you don't even have anything on Google Stadia? Come on, guys. That was the last oh, thing. I have a lot of things on Google Because number Stadia. five on this list is about Google Stadia, which is a new streaming service that turns your TV or PC into a console. For PC user, it's relatively, relatively cheap, $9.99 a month. But if you're using your TV, it's, it'll cost you $129 for the Chromecast Ultra and a controller as well as membership fees. 
There are some smartphones with compatibility, and you can turn, you can use those to Bluetooth to pair to Xbox or PS4. Uh, oh, sorry, you can use the controllers from the Xbox PS4 to play as well. Uh, game was there is a lot of big names and more than 30 titles currently in the library and 120 titles in the work. Uh, so I'm not fully up to date at what the Stadia can do now, but like there was so many things that kind of held it back. You know, so they announced, was it March 19th? They announced that, you know, Stadia is going to come out. Like, you're going to be able to do cloud-based gaming where, like you were talking about before Zero, where you could play as long as you had a good internet connection, you could just play the game and not have to wait to download it. So pre-orders started opening up on, you know, June 6th. They had a $130 Founders Edition, including you got a Buddy Pass, which allowed you to bring a friend along for the ride. But... They did. They reveal it close to what is it? Bef- close to when it's about to come out, which would have been October twenty second. I believe no. Yeah, I can't remember what date it was. But anyways, you wouldn't be able to use the get the buddy pass right away for the first three weeks. So the in other words, like that buddy pass had you had to wait, and then they only had what they they said that they were going to have twelve. 12 games available at launch only and on top of that when they pro- said that they were going to what is it be able to use wireless controllers wireless headsets to be able to do that that wasn't entirely true wireless headsets didn't have any support for it at the time you had to use cord and the same thing with the controller it had to be plugged in through like i think it was like a USB-C or a us a regular uh was a the what did they call that? The micro USB at the time. Yep. Before that, there was micro USB. And so you had to use something like that. So, and then they, that the people that pre-ordered it, when they announced it, they also said, oh, you may not necessarily receive it on launch day because it isn't shipping all at once. Like there's, I, I mean, the list just goes on at this point. There was so many things that, you know, that, they they disclosed it which was great that they were honest about it but at the same time i don't think they were they were ready at all to launch this i think they wanted to be beat everyone to the punchline and just kind of have something that bridged gamers together off of a cool idea yeah no like i said i don't <laughs> i don't really have much on this i know like i said i just I'm still looking at the games right now, and I mean, there's just not a lot there. It's just iffy right now. Like, it just seems like they had a lot more work to do before dropping it, and they just and didn't when they first the came bi- out. Yeah, the big problem too is like the you know the the universal joke, which not to try to bash on or bash on Google because I absolutely love Google, but anyways, if they release a project and it doesn't show results, they cancel that project. Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Stadia's life is probably on thin ice where it could it could just disappear at any given moment. Yeah, I know. Like, that's kind of crappy. Like I said, just sometimes you just wish it. Because, I mean, it's a nice idea. Like, the idea they have is good. And, I mean, it's a cool idea. It's just implementing it and developing it is just they kind of slacked on it. I mean, all they, they just take a little bit more time to work on it. 
I I think when if they would have released it as it like you know what is it a beta, like more or less a beta and not like a say, prototype. Hey, yeah, a prototype. Same thing, beta prototype. But anyway, beta is I, software prototype is hardware. Well, it is on. basically a software at that point. Hey, you got the Elder Scrolls Online it's on the cloud. It's software based. You just have to have a TV, which that would be the hardware. So it's a combination of the both. But I guess, anyways, the point being is that they should have done it where it's just like, yeah, this is a prototype stage where look, this is what we hope to achieve at this point and try to get people to be on board with it rather than promise a bunch of things and then, you know, say, oh, okay, well, this is where we're at. And then expect all that money I, up front. I, it's Google. I think Google wanted they wanted to get into the that sort of industry, and I don't. I, they rushed it, and they they're probably developing a new way to get into the industry that probably will be better. It wouldn't surprise me if Google took over the gaming industry whatsoever. I mean, they they could possibly they could really do it. I mean, just look at the. I mean, they own YouTube, and that's a big big thing in everybody's life it it just comes down to money it yeah. just comes down to money 